We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Away we go, episode 679 of the Al Galdi podcast. It is Tuesday, October 17th, 2023. And to the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, we say thank you for nothing. Uh, A 2017 home loss to the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football, meaning that the Commanders remain in third place in the NFC East for this 2023 NFL regular season. Commanders, 3-3. Three and three. Cowboys, now 4-2. and two. And the Philadelphia Eagles are 5-1. and one. You know, it feels like all that the Chargers do <laughs> is lose close games. The Chargers now are 2-3. and three. Each of the team's three losses by three points or less. Hello and welcome to this Tuesday installment of the Al Galdi podcast. But yes, our commanders, they are three and three. They are coming off a win. It is nice to say that. And coming up on the show, a lot on the commanders off their 24-16 win at the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday afternoon. Next segment, a deep dive on the performance of the commander's defense in the game. What was a bounce back performance by the defense? What was a much needed good performance by the defense? Okay into some key items in terms of playing time distribution and strategy or strategery. Strategery. <laughs> yes, strategery. Uh, off what head coach Rod Rivera had to say during his day after the game press conference on Monday afternoon, including Ron with the latest on benched corner Emmanuel Forbes Jr. And then I'll discuss the commander's offense and where the commanders are at in their season off what Ron had to say, including Ron's evaluations of quarterback Sam Howell's performance in the win and of the disappointing season for receiver Jahan Dodson so far. You know, a theme from this win that I'm going to explore is the theme of the uh, unlikely slash unexpected slash non-big name heroes. When you think about edge defender Casey Tuhill and linebacker Khalid Hudson and corner Danny Johnson and left tackle Cornelius Lucas, a lot of players stepped up as the saying goes. This really was a team win in every sense. Uh, Also on the show, I'll talk Capitals. Uh, They have their first win of the 2023-2024 NHL regular season, a 3-2 shootout win over the Calgary Flames at Capital One Arena on Monday night for the first regular season win for Spencer Carberry as an NHL head coach. The Caps overcame a 2-0 second period deficit, got excellent goaltending from Darcy Kemper, the new papa, Uh, but all of this happened in front of a non-sellout crowd at Capital One Arena. First regular season or postseason home game for the Caps that was not a sellout since March 5th, 2009. (laughs) Think about that. Uh, You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Lots of feedback on Sam Howell. Email from Jack L. on the Sam Howell sack problem. Writes Jack, I wonder if Howell has a vision problem. Not what is typically referred to as quarterback vision, but his actual vision. 
I am not an eye doctor, so my opinion is completely unqualified. However, he seems to walk or back into sacks in ways that do not happen to most quarterbacks. Also, might Sam be holding on to balls for too long, which he frustratingly does several times a game and is his history, uh, not because of going through progressions, but because of a vision issue. I wonder if he lacks peripheral vision or has another vision issue. Perhaps the team should get Sam's vision checked if that has not been done. Just a random thought. Al, thank you for doing your job, (laughs) which you do very well, and for following sports so that I do not have to very much. Uh, Thank you very much for that, Jack. Uh, Yes, as Ron Rivera told his commanders last week, do your job. Uh, We are all trying to do our job. Sam Howell, a potential vision problem. Uh, Hey, it's possible. Some of you may remember what went down with corner Carlos Rogers during his time with the Redskins. He had a bunch of dropped interceptions, and then he got his eyes fixed, and then he started making a bunch of interceptions. Uh, Rogers, in the 2011 offseason, underwent an eye exam that changed his career, and he then got contact lenses. And Rogers, Los Rogers, he in the 2011 regular season, his first regular season with the San Francisco 49ers, had six interceptions. Carlos Rogers, over six regular seasons with the Skins, 2005 through 2010, totaled eight interceptions. Rogers, in just his first regular season with the Niners, 2011, had six interceptions, and him getting his eyes fixed was credited as a reason. Who knows how true that was, but it does make sense, right? Uh, So maybe Sam Howell needs to talk to Carlos Rogers, although I would think that an NFL player's vision is tested when he undergoes a physical prior to training camp. Uh, Email from Rob in D.C. with a nickname for Sam, writes Rob, an ugly win, but a win nonetheless. I did arrive at a new nickname for Sam Howell, since the team still can't stop him from getting sacked less than five times per game. Sam Ow. (laughs) You the man, Ow. Thank you for the email, Rob. Well done. Sam Ow instead of Sam Howell. Uh, Email from Keith Beeson on Sam Howell, writes Keith, I took a look at the NFL.com stats because I was curious about how Sam Howell was doing versus the rest of the quarterbacks. If I didn't know any better, and I don't, (laughs) I would say that Sam is doing more than better regarding what everyone's expectations have been. And Keith and his email includes a screen grab of Sam Howell's stats for this regular season being close to the stats of Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen and Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts. For this regular season continues Keith. Now, I'm not saying that Sam is any of these quarterbacks, but he sure is playing like one of these quarterbacks. And I bet that if you took out the worst game for each of these three quarterbacks, Sam would have the better of the stats. Just something to think about as the year progresses. Uh, Thank you for the email, Keith. So you do have to be careful uh, with just looking at basic quarterback stats, especially uh, counting stats, because those stats don't take context into account and context matters a ton in football. In other words, if you just look at, say, passing yards, uh, the stat of passing yards treats a three-yard completion on a first and 10 the same as a three-yard completion on a fourth and goal at the three. But yes, the statistical profile of Sam Howell is impressive. And I, coming up on the show, have a stat regarding Sam that does take context into account and make Sam's season look especially good. Uh, Also especially good is the law firm of Paulson and Nace. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Paulson and Nace is a Washington, D.C.-based family law firm dedicated to promoting the rights of seriously injured persons and their families. Paulson and Nace will fight for you and your family in a way that no other law firm will. Uh, You can call Paulson and Nace at 202-902-7611. And when you call, make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, personal injury, birth injury, legal malpractice, and consumer protection cases offering aggressive advocacy for victims in Washington, D.C. and West Virginia. Paulson and Nace is widely respected throughout Washington, D.C. and West Virginia for the firm's accomplishments both in and out of courtrooms. Chris Nace and Matt Nace are Dedicated trial attorneys who do not balk in the face of large insurance companies or well-known businesses that have had practices or products that are directly related to the root of your harm. Uh, Chris Nace in May was named the 2023 Barry J. Nace Trial Lawyer of the Year. 
Uh, this by the D.C. Trial Lawyers Association. Chris, in July, was elected as the parliamentarian of the American Association for Justice. And both Chris and Matt Nace in August were recognized by Best Lawyers in America for 2024. Why? Well, Paulson and Nace does not accept low settlement offers that benefit the people who cause clients harm more than the offers benefit the clients. This is because Paulson and Nace is not afraid to take a case to trial. And that's because Paulson and Nace wins trials. Paulson and Nace has secured millions of dollars in verdict and settlement amounts for clients to better enable them to care for themselves and their families. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Call Paulson and Nace at 202-902-7611. That's 202-902-7611. And when you call, make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. You can also visit paulsonandnace.com. That's paulsonandnace.com. Just make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace, if you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Well, we on Monday afternoon had the day after the game press conference of Commanders head coach Rod Rivera off his team improving to 3-3 three and three in this 2023 NFL regular season via the 24-16 win at the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday afternoon. Next segment, we'll talk Commanders offense and also some bigger picture stuff with this Commanders season. But right now, we talk Commanders defense. Has the defense been fixed. Uh, Too early to say that. But the defense, off having allowed at least 30 points in each of the previous four games, played well in this win at the Falcons. Uh, Let us go through the defense level by level. Uh, So the defensive line, the commander's defensive line in this win at the Falcons came through, especially in terms of run defense. The commanders held Falcons running backs Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier to combine 26 carries for 80 eight yards. Uh, That works out to a yards per carry of just 3.38. Bijan Robinson for this regular season through week five was tied for eighth in the NFL in rushing yards, 364, and had a yards per carry of 5.43. He had been doing really well, but he on Sunday afternoon did not do well. 13 carries, 37 yards. It is true that Washington now has defeated the Falcons in each of the last three regular seasons, 2021 through 2023. But the Falcons did run the ball well against Washington in each of the two previous games, those in 2021 and 2022. But we on Sunday afternoon had good run defense from Washington. A big reason why the Cinco package, uh, which is the commander's five defensive linemen look. Uh, A number of commander's defensive linemen played a good bit in this game. Now, some of that was due to what happened with Montez Sweat. He played on just 40% of the commander's defensive snaps as he in the third quarter suffered a left thumb injury. But there were eight commander's defensive linemen who each played on at least 22% of the team's defensive snaps in this game. Chase Young played on 90%. Deron Payne played on 83%. Jonathan Allen played on 83%. Montez Sweat played on 40%. John Ridgway played on 40%. James Smith-Williams played on 39%. F.A. Obata played on 30%. And Casey Tuhill played on 22%. Also, Andre Jones Jr., uh, he played on 2% of the commander's defensive snaps. I mentioned F.A. Obata. Uh, He is back. He and the win at the Falcons made his 2023 regular season debut. The commanders this past Saturday afternoon announced that they had activated Obata from the reserve injured list on which he was placed on August 31st due to a knee injury. Uh, The commanders last Wednesday morning had announced that they had opened the 21-day practice window for Obata, but he was back to playing uh, just a few days later. Uh, By the way, the corresponding roster move to the commanders activating Obata from the reserve injured list was releasing interior defensive lineman Abdullah Anderson, who I thought had done some good things for the commanders, uh, but he is now back with the team. The commanders on Monday afternoon announced having signed Anderson to their practice squad. Uh, But yes, the Cinco package. I feel like the Cinco package is the new 
Buffalo Nickel. Remember during the 2020 season how people who follow Washington became familiar with the Buffalo Nickel position because Rod Rivera kept talking about the Buffalo Nickel position over and over and over and over. And then everyone kept saying it, Buffalo Nickel, Buffalo Nickel. Well, now we have the Cinco package. And right now everyone is saying the Cinco package. Uh, Buffalo Nickel is so 2020, man. The Cinco package is 2023. Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on why the Cinco package worked so well in this win at the Falcons. I think one of the things that, you know, we did was it, it's really, if you look at it, it's really just a 3-4 defense. Um, but what it allows us to do is bring in another bigger body, um, you know, a guy to play the uh, uh, what amounts to basically a four technique for the most part if you were playing a, a, a true 3-4. And, um, when you got that extra big body up inside, it, 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 it does impact their want and their desire to try and run the football. Um, it frees up the linebackers a little bit more to run. Obviously, it's not ideal if they start running some play action and stuff like that and drop back pass, but it still gives us a, a real stout presence, uh, to help stop the run. And, and we really felt that, that was something that they were going to try and do against us. Well, here's what I like about the Cinco package. It gets the commander's best defensive players on the field. The strength of this defense, of course, is the defensive line, and not just the four first-round picks. Uh, This defensive line has legitimate depth. Getting five of the team's defensive linemen on the field as opposed to four is a good thing in the proper context. I mean, you can't just do that, you know, randomly. But when the situation calls for the Cinco package, going with the Cinco package uh, makes a lot of sense beyond just, you know, like tactical reasons. Like getting your best guys on the field is always a goal. Uh, or at least should be a goal for an NFL coaching staff. Uh, a non-first-round commander's defensive lineman who really stood out in the win at the Falcons was Casey Tuhill. He had two second-half sacks. Uh, what a find Casey Tuhill has proven to be. Washington claimed Tuhill off waivers from the Philadelphia Eagles in October 2020. Uh, the Eagles took Tuhill in the seventh round of the 2020 NFL draft out of Stanford. Uh, he has been a really nice depth piece for Washington over these last four seasons now. Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on Casey Tuhill. Well, probably the one thing that, you know, if you go back and look at uh, the plays that Casey has made, first and foremost, um, you know, they're, they're, they're all based off of you know, him getting after the quarterback, um, off of play action. Um, the, the two that I'm thinking of, uh, from yesterday, uh, very disciplined player who's, who's, who's in the right spot. Uh, he works his technique. He's got a good little burst to him. Um, he closes ground very quickly and he's got length. Um, that's one of the things he's stout. He, uh, if, if there was one thing I, I was real, really pleased with, um, that we did on defense. And I know Jack and the, you know, and, 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 uh, Scanine, and um, and Ryan preached to our, our D-line was setting vertical edges. And, and if you watch those guys, how disciplined they all were trying to keep that run play from getting outside, trying to keep it bottled up, um, those guys did that. And, and Casey was one of the guys that did that. Um, and because of that, you know, he, he got the opportunities and he made the most of them. Yes, he did. And think about this with the Cinco package. Uh, what might it be if slash when interior defensive lineman Fedarian Mathis is activated? Yeah, remember him? Fedarian Mathis, the guy who the commanders took in the second round of the 2022 NFL draft. Uh, he is eligible to come off the reserve injured list. He's been on that since August 31st due to a calf injury. Uh, how about commanders linebackers in this win at the Falcons? For years, the linebacker position has been viewed as a weakness for Washington. Now, I do think that the problem has been overrated because linebacker in the current NFL does not matter like linebacker mattered back in the day, but you do want good linebackers on your team, no doubt. And so here's something that I am happy to say, and something the likes of which I have not said in (laughs) who knows how long, Washington's linebackers were key to this win. Yeah, the linebackers, the LBs, uh, were a reason for the victory. Uh, Were they perfect? No. But consider the following. Linebacker Jamin Davis, he had an interception and a sack. He, for the game, was the highest graded commander's player per pro football focus. Overall grade of 82.8. PFF grades are on a scale of 0 to 100. Uh, Linebacker Cody Barton, he had not been having a very good season, but he, for the game, was tied with receiver Curtis Samuel for being the fourth highest graded commander's player. 
for Pro Football Focus, overall grade of 73.9. And linebacker Kalik Hudson, he made an impact, including being part of the commander stopping Tyler Algier on the Falcons' failed two-point conversion attempt in the fourth quarter. Uh, We in this game saw the commanders play four different linebackers on defense. Uh, Having played just two linebackers on defense for so much of this regular season, Cody Barton played on 100% of the commander's defensive snaps. Jamin Davis played on 90% of the commander's defensive snaps. Kalik Hudson played on 12% of the commander's defensive snaps, uh, having played on just one of the commander's defensive snaps over the team's first five games of this regular season. And David Mayo, we had a David Mayo sighting. Uh, He played on 2% of the commander's defensive snaps off not having played on any of the commander's defensive snaps over the team's first five games of this regular season. Much more on the commander's defense in moments. I'm going to next focus on the secondary, but something that has very much come into focus in the insurance markets is what is going on with home and auto insurance these days. Uh, Hopefully you are happy with what you're paying for home and auto insurance, but if you're not, you're not alone. Uh, We right now are routinely seeing 20% increases in home and auto insurance, even when the account is clean, meaning no accidents or violations on the auto insurance and no claims on the property insurance. That's why you should get with BMC Insurance. Check out BMC Insurance. Go to insurancebmc.com. You'll be put in touch with the owner and president, Matt Brooks, a loyal listener of this podcast. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. BMC Insurance. It offers home insurance, auto insurance, and also small business insurance in Maryland, Virginia, Washington, D.C., and North Carolina. BMC Insurance is an independent insurance agency, meaning that it has many as in dozens of insurance carriers it works with to make sure that clients are always paying competitive rates. What's especially great about BMC Insurance is that it has relationships with its clients. BMC Insurance is a trusted advisor for your insurance needs. BMC Insurance continues to work with clients after sales. It has team members who actually shop clients' insurance every year when they renew. And BMC Insurance does this proactively so that you don't have to. BMC Insurance will save you time and money. And perhaps most telling, BMC Insurance's client retention rates historically are much higher than industry averages. You see, when people get BMC Insurance, they stay with BMC Insurance. Don't get gouged on your home and auto insurance. Check out BMC Insurance. Go to insurancebmc.com. Talk to my guy, Matt Brooks, and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. And BMC Insurance does offer small business insurance. So if you're looking for general liability, workers' comp, or commercial auto insurance, BMC Insurance can help. Visit insurancebmc.com. That's insurancebmc.com. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. So we have talked Commander's defensive linemen in the win at the Falcons. We have talked Commander's linebackers in the game. Let us now talk Commander's defensive backs in the game. Uh, The secondary certainly had problems with Falcons receiver Drake London. Uh, He finished with nine receptions for 125 yards on 12 targets. The Commanders now have allowed an opposing receiver to have at least 100 receiving yards in each of the team's last five games. Not good. But the commander's overall pass defense on Sunday afternoon was good. Uh, The commanders generated three second-half interceptions. The commanders held the Falcons to just 5 of 15 on third downs. The commanders held quarterback Desmond Ritter to a yards-per-pass attempt of just 6.53 and to a completion percentage of just 59.57, and the commanders totaled three sacks. And keep this in mind, uh, all of this happened with the secondary being down some guys. The commanders have safeties Derek Forrest and Jeremy Reeves on the reserve injured list, and corner Kristen Holmes was inactive for this game due to a hamstring injury. Now, only Forrest plays substantially on defense, but still. Uh, Also, not playing (laughs) for the commanders in this win at the Falcons was corner Emmanuel Forbes Jr., but that was by the choice of the team. He was benched. Uh, for this game. Emmanuel Forbes did not play on a single snap in this game. He doesn't play on special teams, and so him not playing on defense meant that he did not play at all. So we went from Forbes getting torched in the 34-31 overtime loss at the Philadelphia Eagles in week four to Forbes getting both torched and benched in the 40-20 loss to the Chicago Bears at FedEx Field on Thursday night football in week five to Forbes not playing at all in this win 
at the Falcons. Uh, the man on whom the commander spent the number 16 overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft benched less than two months into his rookie regular season. The good news is that indications are that Forbes is handling his situation well. He, as best as we can tell, was not acting like a malcontent on Sunday afternoon, either on the commander's sideline or in the commander's locker room. And Rod Rivera on Monday afternoon said this about how Emmanuel Forbes is handling his situation. Well, I think he's been great. He really has. You know, he and I had a conversation last week as to what was going on. Just explained to him that, you know, we feel right now a little time down would help you. Um, good chance to kind of take a step back and watch it and see how things are done. Uh, see a little different perspective. And, and again, he's been really good so far and I expect him to continue. He's a young pro who's got a lot to learn, uh, and a lot of growth to, to, to have, but he's got a chance. We really think this young man's got a, got a great, uh, skill set and can be a good football player. It's just, this might take a little bit more time. What is happening with Emmanuel Forbes really is something. I mean, we have seen first-round picks of Washington in recent history be busts, but it's hard to think of something like this. A guy who was set to be counted on a lot be benched so decisively and so soon into his rookie regular season. How he responds to this is massive, and if he is responding well, that's obviously good, but he does need to play better. You know, like he can have a great attitude, but the guy needs to perform. Uh, you know, Jamin Davis had a bad 2021 rookie season, but he never got benched. Uh, the hope would be that Emmanuel Forbes Jr. does, as Jamin Davis has done, uh, get better. Uh, although, you know, whether Jamin will become the player who he was drafted to be is open to debate. But Jamin certainly uh, has gotten a lot better. Uh, it was corner Danny Johnson who got Emmanuel Forbes snaps on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Johnson played on 63% of the commander's defensive snaps. And Johnson mostly did a good job. That is Danny Johnson. You know, he's not spectacular, but every season this guy finds his way into playing for Washington on defense. The Redskins signed Danny Johnson as an undrafted free agent out of Southern University in April 2018. He has played for Washington in each of the last six regular seasons, 2018 through 2023, despite having been released and cut downs to 53, uh, despite having been practice squatted, despite having been non-tendered in free agency. Heck, the 2023 offseason, this past offseason, marked a third consecutive offseason in which Washington re-signed Johnson as an unrestricted free agent. Danny Johnson is a survivor. Rod Rivera on Monday afternoon on the performance of Danny Johnson in this win at the Falcons and whether Johnson has earned himself more playing time. Well, I think, first of all, I thought Danny stepped in and, and, and did exactly what we'd hoped he would do, did the job that we needed him to do. He came out and played some good football, made some plays. Um, you know, and, and, and he's a very smart football player, which, which you can tell by the, the opportunity to intercept the ball on fourth down. Instead, he knocks it down and we get it in great field position. I mean, that, that's a very heads up play. And those are the kinds of things that, you know, Danny's very capable of. Um, as far as, uh, play time, you know, we're going to continue to practice and work our guys and, and we're going to play the guys we believe it gives us the best opportunity to play football. Yeah, what will be the case for Emmanuel Forbes in the Commander's next game, this game at the New York Giants this Sunday afternoon at 1? Will Forbes again not play on a single snap? Will he remain benched? Or are the Giants, the lowly Giants, the opponent against which it would make sense to bring Forbes back? Uh, we knew that the Commanders on Sunday afternoon, not having Derek Forrest, uh, would mean more playing time for safety, Percy Butler and or defensive back, Quad Martin. Butler played on 100% of the commander's defensive snaps. Uh, Martin played on 8% of the commander's defensive snaps. Not a ton, but he finally has played <laughs> on a regular season defensive snap of not having played on any of the commander's defensive snaps over the team's first five games of this regular season, despite having been taken in the second round of the 2023 draft. Uh, also with the commander secondary in the win at the Falcons, safety, Cameron Curl played on 100% of the commander's defensive snaps. Cam had a really nice game. He had a team high three pass defenses and was second on the team with eight 
solo tackles. Corner Benjamin St. Juice, the juice. Uh, he played on 98% of the commander's defensive snaps. He had that fourth quarter end zone interception. And corner Kendall Fuller, he played on 98% of the commander's defensive snaps. Fuller had the interception on the opening drive of the second half. He also had a team high nine solo tackles. Fuller for this game was the third highest graded commander's player for pro football focus with an overall grade of 80.1. But you know, you take a step back and you examine this bounce back performance by the commander's defense. Uh, Non-big name players like Casey Tuhill and Kalik Hudson and Danny Johnson and Percy Butler playing big roles in the win. Uh, the Cinco Package playing a prominent role in the win. More linebacker play playing a role in the win. Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on if the commanders with their defense in this win at the Falcons found some things that can carry over into upcoming games. Oh, very much so. But, you know, again, I think each game is, is really based on how the defensive coaches and Jack see them. I mean, Jack and, and the coaches, you know, they're going to come together. They're going to work on things, going to talk about the best way to uh, attack the opponent. And, you know, those are things that we look at each week. I mean, you know, the, the packages are based on what we feel, we believe we need to stop and we need to take away. Um, and that's how you really design it. I mean, from, from whether you're going to be in a, in a, in a four man front or a five man front, you know, it's going to be determined the type of running game they have and who they got running the football. I mean, you know, if, if they're, you know, a downhill inside the, the, the tackles type of team, um, you know, with, with two tight ends out there, there's a good chance we're going to bulk up. And so, you know, we're going to, we're going to do things based on, on, you know, what the defensive coaches think is going to be best for us. And that, of course, is the right way to do defense. Every matchup is different. Uh, The commanders in this win at the Falcons did blitz in some key situations. This was Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on the idea behind blitzing, even while having the four first-round defensive linemen in John Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, and Chase Young. I think if, 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 if we do anything as far as mixing it up, what, what it does show is that there's always that ability, there's always that capability to, to, to bring the extra guy if you need be. You know, one of the things that we, we do, you know, intentionally is when we do do the five man, you know, we do bring the fifth guy a lot. Uh, we do drop the fifth guy as well. So that does seem to help us when we do have to go into the bigger packages. So doing that, whether we're in the bigger packages or, 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 you know, our, our base four man front, um, I think it adds a little bit more to the thinking process of our opponent. Well, here's something that you can have in your thought process. Underdog Fantasy. Uh, the no stress, no hassle, fun way to play fantasy sports. Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. And it is offering a limited time enhanced special offer to listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. A deposit match of up to $500 for all new customers who sign up with the promo code GALDI. My last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app. Underdog Fantasy offers pick'em games by which you can win up to 20 times on your money in one day and offers a pick'em insurance, which gives you a little wiggle room if you're not as confident in an entry. And when it comes to season-long fantasy, Underdog Fantasy offers a zero-stress scenario of no waivers, no trades, even no lineup setting. We all know that playing fantasy sports can be ultra-time-consuming. Well, Underdog Fantasy removes the time consumption but keeps the fun and the potential to win money and take advantage of the free money. If you sign up now with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI, Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit with up to $500 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of at least $10. So in other words, if you deposit $500, you get $500 for free. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code GALDI. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and use the promo code GALDI. Must be 18 or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and must be present in a state in which Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. And in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. 
Well, please consider following this podcast if you're not already doing that. Following the podcast is free. If you have an iPhone, you can follow the podcast simply by tapping the plus sign in the upper right corner on the page listing the recent episodes of the podcast. Uh, We move now to the commander's offense off the 24-16 win at the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday afternoon. And head coach Rod Rivera's day after the game press conference on Monday afternoon, during which Ron did give us an update on left tackle Charles Leno Jr. Uh, Leno for the win at the Falcons was inactive. The commanders about two hours before kickoff announced that Leno had been downgraded to out for this game due to a personal reason, uh, which turned out to be the death of a daughter uh, who was born the previous night. Uh, Charles Leno had played in every regular season game for his teams since the start of the 2015 season. He has been such an Ironman in his NFL career. Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on how Charles Leno is doing. He's doing well, you know. He's doing well, yeah. It was a very, um, was a very uh, personal family uh, situation. And, um, I, you know, he, he's, he, it's in a very unfortunate situation, but, uh, he, he, he's, he's doing well. They're doing well. All right. Good to hear that. Uh, a salute to the man who started at left tackle in place of Charles Leno on Sunday afternoon, Cornelius Lucas. What a job by Cornelius Lucas. Lucas, for pro football focus, did not allow a single pressure over 30 dropbacks by Sam Howell. You know, all Cornelius Lucas has done over four seasons with Washington is play well when called upon. Washington in March 2020 signed Lucas as an unrestricted free agent to a two-year contract. The commanders in March 2022 re-signed Lucas to a two-year contract. He, over four regular seasons with Washington, has made 28 starts. He has started at left tackle. He has started at right tackle. And he has done well at both positions. Uh, Big Luke, as he is known, uh, he is listed as being 6'8 and 327 pounds. Well, I mentioned Sam Howell. Uh, He and the win at the Falcons had a mixed game, but he was more good than bad. Uh, Sam started off on fire. Uh, He, over the commander's first seven offensive drives of the game, went 13 of 19 for 133 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. But he, over the commander's final five offensive drives, went just one of four for 18 yards, no touchdowns, and no interceptions. And he, for the game, did take five sacks. Uh, Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on how Sam Howell played in the win at the Falcons. Oh, I thought Sam was very efficient. That's probably the best way to put the way he played. You know, his decision-making was, for the most part, really good. Um, there was a couple times, obviously, I'd like to see him get the ball out of his hands a little bit quicker and not take the hits or sacks that he did. Um, but I thought his, his, well, his quarterback rating was, was, was over 100, which was very good. Um, because his decision making was good. He protected the football, uh, delivered some very catchable balls or a couple balls I still feel he, 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 you know, we could have had completed and we didn't, unfortunately. But I, I think again, protecting the football and, and, you know, making the decisions that he did, I thought he handled those very well. Interesting to hear Rod Rivera reference Sam Howell's passer rating <laughs> for the win at the Falcons. Uh, Sam's passer rating for the game was very good, 119.7, but passer rating is something that I personally rarely, if ever, bring up. Passer rating is an antiquated stat. Passer rating was a big deal in the 1980s and 1990s and 2000s. I remember when I got the video game at Tecmo Super Bowl, and I found out that Tecmo Super Bowl computed passer rating. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing that I've ever discovered, okay? So passer rating was a big deal. I used to be a massive fan (laughs) of passer rating, but passer rating really has faded. And for good reason. Passer rating places way too much of an emphasis on touchdown passes and interceptions and doesn't at all account for game situation and score, doesn't at all account for the taking of sacks, and doesn't at all account for what a quarterback does as a runner. Uh, ESPN's total QBR is not perfect, but it is a lot better than passer rating. Now, a big component of total QBR is expected points added, or EPA. Uh, EPA has become a gold standard measurement of quarterback play, though EPA is not specific to quarterbacks. Uh, EPA was created by a good friend of this podcast, uh, Brian Burke of ESPN Analytics. Uh, I've had Brian on the podcast multiple times. EPA is a measure of success that defines the value of each play by the effect that the play has on the offense's likelihood to score. 
There are various versions of EPA, but if you go by the ESPN version of the EPA, as of games through Sunday, Sam Howell for this regular season was number 13 out of 33 qualified quarterbacks in the NFL in EPA. Understand, EPA takes sacks into account. So think about this. Sam Howell, even with his major sack problem, and it is a major sack problem, has been a top 13 quarterback in the NFL so far this regular season. How about that? (laughs) I mean, how much of an endorsement is that of everything that Sam is doing beyond the taking of sacks? How high would his EPA ranking be if he was just league average? at avoiding sacks. If the guy is a top 13 quarterback in the NFL so far this regular season, even with having taken an NFL worst 34 sacks, think about what he could be if slash when he gets the sacks under control. The sacks are by far, by miles, the number one negative with Sam Howell. But you know what? They may be the only negative, at least the only major negative. Like what is the other major negative with Sam Howell? We know about the sacks. Give me another major negative with Sam Howell. And I'll tell you this, I would rather have a quarterback who takes too many sacks than a quarterback who throws too many interceptions. Now, of course, you want neither, okay? But Sam, with the exception of one game, the 37-3 loss to the Buffalo Bills at FedEx Field in Week 3, has done a good job of not throwing interceptions. Sam, in the loss to the Bills, threw four interceptions, but he, in his other six career NFL regular season starts, has thrown just three interceptions. Gotta let the sample size grow, of course, but given what we have seen, uh, Sam, so far, knock on wood, has not had an interception problem. Well, we last segment talked about what's going on with the Commander's first round pick in the 2023 NFL Draft corner, Emmanuel Forbes Jr. How about what's going on with the team's first round pick in the 2022 draft? Receiver Jahan Dodson, uh, he now has had two bad drops over the last three games. He, for this regular season, has just 17 receptions for just 140 yards and a touchdown on 31 targets. He's averaging 23.33 receiving yards per game. He had the win at the Falcons, had no receptions on one target, which resulted in a drop. He did draw a penalty, which came on the same drive as the drop. He played on 80% of the commander's offensive snaps. Rod Rivera on Monday afternoon on Jahan Dotson's lack of production so far this season. I think it's just a matter of time. I mean, again, as, as we continue to work and, and, and try and, you know, distribute the ball to, to, to all the players, you know, it, it'll happen. It's just one of those things that, you know, sometimes, um, guys will be targeted more. I mean, I promise you back in the day, you know, when, when Gary Clark, Art Monk and, you know, Ricky Sanders were out there for, for Coach Gibbs, you know, you guys were probably wondering, well, how come he only got three balls and everybody else got six or seven? I mean, it's, it's going to happen. And and so when a guy's not getting the balls right now, it, it's just a matter of time. And I think that's the thing we all have to be patient with. I mean, it, you know, this is a good group of receivers, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, they're they're that group, but they're a good group. And we're going to distribute the ball, you know, based on game plans and who our opponents are. And again, it starts with the quarterback's decision making too. So that last line from Ron Rivera, quote, again, it starts with the quarterback's decision-making, too, end quote. That seemed to imply that Sam Hell has not thrown to Jahan Dodson at times when Sam should have. Okay, fine. But again, Jahan, over the last three games, has had two bad drops. And it was hard to ignore Jahan on Sunday afternoon having no receptions on one target with the one target resulting in a drop, while Falcons receiver Drake London had a big game, nine receptions for 125 yards on 12 targets. The commanders took Jahan with the number 16 overall pick in the 2022 draft. The Falcons took Drake with the number eight overall pick in the 2022 draft. It's not like the commanders could have taken Drake London over Jahan Dodson, but you see that production from the Drake, and you'd love to see that production from Jahan. But we'll see with Jahan. A lot of season is left. And speaking of that, so the commanders in this 2023 regular season are only 3-3, and and yet this is Washington's best six-game start to a regular season since 2018. Uh, We know what the deal has been for our team with Ron Rivera as head coach. Bad starts to regular seasons, then runs in the middles 
of regular seasons. But the runs always come off the team having dug itself a hole. Well, the worst that the Commanders have been so far this regular season is 2-3. and three. Uh, didn't feel like it felt like two and ten, but two and three is the worst that the commanders have been so far this regular season. And now the team is back at 500. Has the annual hole for Washington under Ron Rivera been avoided? The commander's next game is at the one and five New York Giants this Sunday afternoon at one. Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on if the commander's next few games take on greater importance so as to not fall into a hole. Well, I think the biggest thing that's important is really maintaining the focus of one at a time. Just trying to stay connected to to, to where we are and, and where we are right now. We're three and three. We have an opportunity to go to four and three uh, if we go out and play the football we're capable of and, and win a football game against the Giants. So um, to get ahead of that, I, I, I don't want to do that. I, I want to make sure we stay focused on the one game at a time in town and just understand it's the most important game we're going to play all year. Why? Because this is the game we will play. So we're going to keep that focus. As well they should. The Giants for this regular season have the worst point differential in the NFL, minus 96. Nothing is a given with our team, but this game at the Giants certainly is a winnable game for our team. Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on the Commanders going into this game at the Giants this Sunday afternoon off a win as opposed to off a loss. Well, we have a little momentum. And I think that's one of the biggest things is, and, and, you know, if, if you can maintain the momentum and, and, and keep the excitement going, um, you know, and, and energy levels up, it, it, the players really feed off of it. And, and, and one of the things that I, I, I said too, that is when you watch the tape and really break some of the things down, you see just how efficient Sam was. And, and I think that's something we can build on, um, because of, of the momentum of when we're efficient, when we're doing things well. Um, you know, and, and then on the defensive side, keeping the momentum of, of being able to stop the run. You know, they're going to come in. They have Saquon, and, and we know how special he is as a running back. We got to be able to contain him. Got to be able to contain the quarterback. So, a lot of those things that we did uh, on Sunday are things that are going to be reflected in what we're going to need to do this coming Sunday as well. So, I think it's um, it's a good opportunity to, to build on the success we had. Um, you know, but we also got to be smart and understand, you know, that, that, you know, even though we went out and did our jobs, we got to pay attention and focus in on and continue to focus in on the details of our job. Do those things better. Um, do the little things better. And, and, you know, cause we had a lot of mistakes, a lot of little things that can be corrected. And that's the best part about it is those things can be corrected. Yes, they can. Uh, interesting tweet from the commanders on Monday afternoon. They noted that they have limited seats remaining for the home game against the Giants on November 19th. If you are looking for tickets to a commander's game, download the Game Time app and use the promo code ALGALDI. When it comes to buying tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater, the way to go is with the Game Time app. Game Time offers great deals on last-minute tickets and has a best price guarantee. So you no longer have to worry if you're truly going about getting tickets in the best possible way. The game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. What's also great about game time is how easy it makes searching for tickets. You can search by team, venue, or artist. Uh, I was just on game time looking at tickets for Commander's Games in the 2023 regular season. A lot of good deals, and the seating chart next to the listed tickets made figuring out what exactly I'd be getting super easy. Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country. Game Time is the app for last minute ticket deals. You don't have to plan months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Game Time also offers flash deals on tickets and tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Get the tickets without the stress with Game Time, which is offering a special deal for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Here's what to do. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use this promo code, Al Galdi. You use that promo code, Al Galdi, you get $20 off your first purchase. Uh, terms do apply, but download the Game Time app, create that account, and use the promo code, Al Galdi, for $20 off your first purchase. What time is it? It's game time. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, we all love the NFL and we all love pizza. So make Little Caesars part of your NFL game day. Little Caesars is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Order online during Little Caesars Pizza Pizza pregame, which is one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday. You can pick your favorite Little Caesars pizza. You can pick the toppings that you crave, kind of like picking players for your fantasy team, only with Little Caesars pizza you never lose. And Little Caesars offers convenient delivery as well as the in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Little Caesars Pizza Pizza. Well, an amazing run is over. The Capitals, they on Monday night had a home game that was not a sellout. First regular season or postseason home game for the Caps that was not a sellout since March 5th, 2009, more than 14 and a half years ago. What was going on in your life in March 2009? That had been the last time that a regular season or postseason home game for the Caps was not a sellout until Monday night, but the Caps on Monday night did win. Uh, they rebounded from their uh, ugly regular season opening 4 nothing loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins at Capital Win Arena this past Friday night with a 3-2 shootout win over the Calgary Flames at a non-sold-out Capital Win Arena on Monday night for the first regular season win for Spencer Carberry as an NHL head coach. This was Carberry during his post-game press conference on Monday night. It wasn't comfortable for 65 minutes plus the shootout, uh, but may, maybe maybe in in a weird way it, it's it's a bit of weight off of maybe our staff and our team. I, I felt like it, maybe that just kind of lifts. I don't know a little bit of weight because it just feels like at times we're just pressing and trying to make something happen, and it and it has gone haywire uh, for us at times. Well, the Caps in this 3-2 shootout win over the Flames on Monday night did overcome a 2-0 second period deficit. The Caps in this game got great goaltending from Darcy Kemper. Uh, He was the Caps starting goaltender off missing that loss to the Penguins due to the birth of his son. And Darcy in his 2023-2024 regular season debut was very good. He stopped 38 of the 40 shots on goal that he faced. Kemper per natural stat trick stopped nine of the 10 high danger shots on goal that he faced. Uh, Kemper stopped all 22 of the shots on goal that he faced after the first period. Kemper in the third period stopped a penalty shot. Uh, This was Spencer Carberry during his postgame presser on Monday night on Darcy Kemper. And then you'll hear multiple follow-up exchanges. He, he was massive tonight and they um that's not an easy situation because obviously they had a game plan and, and we knew a little bit like that's a little bit of their group last year and we saw a little bit of a different with with uh, ryan taking over the team and um some of the different things they're trying to do with their d and that but but for them like the shot volume that was coming at our net early in that game um and for darcy to be there th- yeah they're long distance shots but there's still there's chaos all around you and it's going back low to high shot low to high shot um so he was huge for us tonight and he carried that over i mean the third period they had that's 
a bunch of quality, quality looks, including that penalty shot. Did you catch his celebration? No, I didn't. He, he rocked the bait. Did he really? <laughs> Proud Papa. What did you learn about your, your goaltender tonight? I mean, going through some major life event, first start of the year, and he turns in this performance with, as yeah. you said, they threw the and kit to sink at you guys. We needed every save because it um, – like I said, there was a lot of um, even late in that game. Um, he was huge, huge, and and we needed that desperately. Yeah, Darcy Kemper, the rocking the baby celebration, the rocking the baby celly on Monday night. We did though have some more goaltending drama for the Caps. So the Caps backup goaltender Charlie Lindgren got injured during the Caps' morning skate on Monday morning. And so the Caps' backup goaltender for this game was Clay Stevenson, who they recalled from their AHL affiliate, the Hershey Bears, on Monday afternoon. As you may recall, Stevenson served as the Caps' backup goaltender for the loss to the Penguins uh, due to Kemper being out for that game. Uh, But the Caps on Monday night did not need Clay Stevenson. Uh, Darcy Kemper was terrific. Uh, The Caps won this game despite totaling just 23 shots on goal to the Flames' 40, uh, including just three shots on goal in the first period to the Flames' 18 in what was a first period that the Caps lost 2-0. The Caps for the game per natural stat trick had just 40 5-on-5 shot attempts to the Flames' 54, including just four 5-on-5 high-danger shot attempts to the Flames 10. Uh, Also, the Caps won despite being bad on special teams. The Caps went 0 of 3 on the power play and just 4 of 5 on the penalty kill. But the Caps in this 3-2 shootout win over the Flames got a good game from a former member of the Flames, third line right wing Matthew Phillips, who had an even strength goal and a primary assist. Uh, Phillips scored an even strength goal 6.50 into the second period to cut the Caps deficit to 2-1 on a wrister from the low slot off a great saucer pass from left wing Sonny Milano uh, as he was skating through the right circle on a rush chance. Uh, The goal was Phillips' first career NHL regular season goal. Uh, Matthew Phillips, interesting story. He was taken by the Flames in the sixth round of the 2016 NHL draft. The Caps this past July 2nd, uh, what was day two of NHL free agency in the 2023 offseason, signed Phillips as an unrestricted free agent to a one-year $775,000 one-way contract. Uh, Here was Spencer Carberry during his post-game press conference on Monday night on Matthew Phillips. It's huge. He's been great the last month and a half since he's been here. Um, played his way onto this team. Was great in the preseason. Was great in practice. And um, even though probably you could argue that the deck or the deck, excuse me, was stacked against him, he um, fought his way onto this team and just continued after practice, after practice, after preseason game that he wasn't going to be denied. And now. Um, seeing this like first in Boston was a great moment for him in overtime in the in the preseason and now um tonight to see the smile on his face coming back in to play his former team and scores first NHL goal assist as well makes a great play on that and essentially you know he's our offense tonight with with uh, getting that game tied up Yes, he was. Uh, The Caps' other goal on Monday night came from second-line left wing Connor McMichael. Uh, He scored an even-strength goal 9.54 into the second period to tie the game at two on a wrister from the high slot as the puck went off Flames goaltender Jacob Markstrom and then uh, trickled into the net. And then (laughs) the game-winning goal in the shootout came from second-line center Evgeny Kuznetsov. Our guy Kuzi. Uh, now, he did commit two first-period minors, uh, but he scored the game-winning shootout goal on his patented crawl shot, uh, on which he essentially walks the puck right to the crease and then unleashes a shot. This is one of the funniest things to see, but it works. Evgeny Kuznetsov is number one among all players in Caps history with a minimum of 15 attempts in regular season shootout conversion rate, 45%, 27 of 60. And then one other thing from this game, uh, Alexi Protis made his 2023-2024 regular season debut off having been loaned uh, to the 
Caps AHL affiliate Hershey uh, for a day as part of the Caps needing to have Clay Stevenson as their number two goaltender for that loss to the Penguins. Uh, Protus on Monday night was the right wing on the Caps fourth line. He had a team high three shots on goal, did commit a second period hooking minor, but his presence in the lineup came at the expense of winger Anthony Mantha, who was a healthy scratch. Uh, The Caps on April 12th, 2021 acquired Mantha in a big trade with the Detroit Red Wings. So the Caps gave up quite a bit to get Anthony Mantha. They gave up forwards Jacob Brana and Richard Ponick, a 2021 first round pick and a 2022 second round pick. But things have not gone well for Mantha the last few seasons. Uh, next up for the Caps at the Ottawa Senators, Wednesday night at 7. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Wednesday show, episode 680. We'll include a lot for you on the Commanders, including a conversation with Commanders insider Ben Standing of The Athletic and a conversation about the Commanders' next opponent, the New York Giants, as I'll chat with Nick Filato, co-host of the Big Blue Banter podcast, which is an all-22 film-based pod about the Giants. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Strategery. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not ready our foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.